So when we, every time that we get a, an account taken off because it was doing something wrong, I take great pleasure and I'm pissing people off and I will continue to piss people off. And that's what they don't seem to understand. Welcome to episode 23 of the David Binkowski Podcast. Today's episode, I'm going to talk to you about social media manipulation. Now, for those who don't know me, I started my career working on the internet. And that progressed from building websites and doing web marketing and SEO into what I was calling online word of mouth marketing. This was based on a book that I read by author Emmanuel Rosen, and uh, the book was called The Anatomy of Buzz. And that book described models under which people shared information. And this got me really excited because this is t 2003 that I read this book, and you're talking about a whole new way for people to share information, which was the internet. This became a passion of mine. It's what I built my career on. It's how I went from being a web project manager to a senior vice president and then executive vice president in the span of a few years. Because the models I created and the information that I was able to look at and process worked. And this worked for big companies, not local brands, etc. although it does work for local brands. But the models I was working with were about identifying influencers, understanding the flow of information, trust, all these things. And one of the things that was most paramount to this model working is the concept of being honest, ethical, and transparent. So much so that as companies like Procter & Gamble and Heineken and General Motors and Philips Eli Lilly, all these big, big brands were buying in on this word-of-mouth marketing. I felt it was of the utmost importance, uh, of utmost importance to join what was then called the Word-of-Mouth Marketing Association. Now, this group has been morphed and sold and changed, but when it first came out, it was the people working in the digital advertising, public relations uh, space, essentially trying to look at the internet and where do we see this going and how do you get people talking about stuff, again, ethically, transparently, and honestly. And so because of that, and because of the numerous speaking engagements that I did and case studies that I presented, I got to be on the board of directors. I was elected by my peers to be on the board of directors along with brands including Coca-Cola, Warner Brothers, American Express, and a bunch of big agencies. And part of that work uh, of being on the board was not just looking at current issues but future issues such as transparency, ethics, and honesty. Specifically, how do you apply those methods in a way that there are standards and rules that both marketers and brands and influencers and those you're engaging with all knew what that playing field looked like. So I wrote those rules 
and submitted them to the FCC. They were accepted and published. They were later modified to include social media influencers, such as Instagrammers, etc. But it's something I've staked my entire career on. And so, uh, when you see people doing things that violate that, whether it's in marketing, politics, etc., it, it piques my interest. Now, I'll tell you where this is going. Later on in this episode, uh, I've, I've talked about him before. I believe he was on episode 15. Christopher Bowsey from Bot Sentinel was on. Bot Sentinel is a tool that uses machine learning, but also humans, to determine the behavior and the patterns of inauthentic accounts on Twitter. And so, of course, that's of interest to me because of what we saw in the 2016 and even 2020 elections in the U.S. with the understanding that the U.S. medals in other countries' elections as well. But it was interesting to me to watch that Bot Sentinel put out a new update, and so I'm going to interview Chris about that later. We have a great discussion about that coming up. Before I get to that, Right now in Puerto Rico, there's been a transition of our power company. It was a public company with a union, and now it's been transitioned into what they're calling PPP, which is a private-public partnership. What it really means is they're breaking, they're busting the union. And this was something that our own uh, representatives voted against, but because Puerto Rico is a colony of the U.S. The U.S. and the Fiscal Oversight Board overrode it. Now, why did they override, override this? Well, when you have debt and you have billions of dollars in promised retirements and you can't pay for it, you got to kind of change the model. And I'm not for this personally. Um, but that is what happened here in Puerto Rico. And so why am I talking about that? Well, Twitter user Devilette <laughs> came to me and said, have you noticed something strange going on? Now, the average user might look at that and say, oh, conspiracy theories, something's going on, etc." Well, unfortunately, if, you, if you're like me and you've been in the space long enough, you know that social media can be manipulated and is manipulated. And you'll also understand that brands, governments, people with money in general, can sway what you see online. That's a fact. If you are sponsoring, let's say, the Super Bowl, there's a hashtag on Twitter specific for the Super Bowl. And there are brands involved, usually the title sponsor, Pepsi, whoever, but there are brands involved in making sure that that has its own little icon and they have their own special treatment on Twitter. And it becomes featured on the sidebar and all those kinds of things. We saw in the elections, favoritism all the way up to the CEO level played by Facebook in favor of Donald Trump. They were manipulating Facebook. They were using an app that Facebook ended up buying that would allow you to see what is trending on Facebook now so that you could game the algorithm to get your stuff seen. Not everybody had access to that. Now add in 
a contract. It's estimated, or it's been stated, it's not estimated, that the company taking over the power or that has taken over the assumption of power as a private corporation, a conglomeration of a Canadian company and a Texas-based company, they came together to form Luma, which is the new private entity. They are filed under Act 60, which is a tax act here in Puerto Rico. That's a combination of Act 20, which was for corporations that moved business here, and Act 22, which was predominantly for people who were in crypto investing, etc., Wall Street people, etc. And they combined those into Act 60. And Act 60 requires a heavier entry fee in terms of a, a payment up front, an annual payment. You also have to donate money to charity and things like that. One of the subsections, I believe it's Section 7 of Act 60, is for da-da-da infrastructure, and utilities. So, Luma, who has been in a battle with the union, is being paid for the next 15 years $160 million per year to run the power grid here in Puerto Rico. Per year. Now, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure out that they are spending money to influence discussions online. And again, going back to the elections, going back to big brands and big spends, $160 million can buy you a lot of influence. So when I was approached with this problem, that search results regarding our power company, the initials AEE, we're not showing consistent results across Twitter. Well, I happen to know a lot of people in this space, I work in the space, and have access to tools that most people don't have access to. And so I pinged a few friends, one of which has been doing online monitoring for Fortune 500 companies since 1999. He is, by all accounts, one of the godfathers of online monitoring. He has been there, he has done that, he has seen it, he's read it, he's scored it, and he happens to have a research background from a prestigious university. So, we're going to talk about what he found. And when I looked at the data that he sent over, if you don't want to hear about how we got there, yes, Twitter search results were in fact manipulated. Now... How do we get here? Well, anytime you're going to conduct any kind of research, you have to have what's called a methodology to tell people the parameters under which you look that stuff, right? So in this methodology, it was used to only examine conversations that were happening on Twitter that were both in English and in Spanish from Puerto Rico. And when you assess those conversations... And this, by the way, was over a 48-hour time period, the weekend in which there were protests happening here in Puerto Rico and in which the results for AEE were not showing up. Now, once you have that time frame and you have your language, the next you need to look at are the search terms. So AEE and the hashtag of AEE as well. 
when those conversations are pulled and recorded, they are scored. And they are scored into either positive. So someone said, I like AE. Okay, that's positive. Negative, AE sucks. Pretty easy to determine that one. Or neutral. Neutral is any instance in which AEE was mentioned, but there was no obvious sentiment associated with it. Now, again, having someone work on this who's been doing it since 1999, he's really good at it. I've used him for projects. I've worked with him in the past. And he knows how to cut through all the spam. He, needs to, he knows how to cut through the bullshit and get you exactly what is going on. Not what we're looking for, but looking at the data and then reading it to say, this is what is going on. Now let's talk about what he found. The first thing that I want, to under, want you to understand is that he looked at the topics that were being discussed around AEE. And it was not just the topics that were being discussed. It was who was saying them, how often they were saying them, etc. So this is not a narrow scope by any stretch of the imagination. And because the findings were so startling, he actually went back and looked further to see how many conversations should be showing up in search. Mind you, when I personally went into search, and I went into latest on Twitter, not top, but latest, so it should show the latest numbers, I had two results, as did many, many others. Two. Within the course of one day, there were 1,000 mentions of AEE or a derivative of it. Now, there are eight different total topics around AEE. Eight. So the phrase empleados de la AEE was one of them. That had 531 mentions. Trabajadores de la AEE, 378 for that phrase. So we're looking at many mentions, the hashtag AEE124, Retiro de, AE, de la AEE107, right? So we're talking about eight different phrases that were used, captured with the, the letters AEE during this time frame. After the initial run... And again, these are also looking at keywords and phrases such as Luma. Luma had 2,453 mentions during this time frame. From a, remember we talked about positive, negative, neutral? Positive mentions of Luma during this time frame, 165. Neutral mentions of Luma, 1,416. Sorry, that was negative. Neutral was 872, negative 1416. So you would think with so many mentions, 
that AEE might actually show up in search, and the reality is they did not. So was this manipulated? Well, I have a spreadsheet in front of me, an export of the spreadsheet with the actual tweets that do not show up or did not show up in search at that time. So these are AEE suppressed search queries. If you would like to see the spreadsheet, I would like you to go to TDBP official on Twitter, and I'll post a link to them there. But these are unequivocally evidence that AEE was being suppressed on Twitter search. Now, why do I think that there's foul play at hand? Well, I've mentioned my history. I've mentioned being open, honest, and transparent and ethical. And what we've seen from Luma, the $160 million annual contract, is what is known as astroturfing. If you've never heard this phrase, astroturfing is something that we dealt with back in the day when I was at uh, the Word of Mouth Marketing Association. And astroturfing is the practice of masking the sponsors of a message or the organization and make it appear as though it originates from some kind of grassroots support. And the intent of it is to try to give credibility to those sponsoring it by withholding information about the source's financial connections. So again, Luma has been caught now on a few different instances astroturfing using fake accounts on Twitter to say that they're in favor of Luma. So, if they're willing to use fake accounts, which is a problem here in Puerto Rico, quite frankly, especially in politics, but if they're willing to use fake accounts and they're willing to suppress actual conversations, then this information needs to be out there and it needs to be known. My suggestion to you is to understand the internet and the information that's on it is only as good as the honest information that's on it. Not all information on the internet is true, and not all of it is being open, honest, transparent, or ethical. That is where my conversation with Christopher comes in. I hope you enjoy that. We will be doing a Twitter Spaces on Monday, June 7th at noon Eastern. Enjoy. So Christopher, welcome into the podcast for the second time. <laughs> Hi, David. I'm, uh, my pleasure to be here. It's great to have you back. I'm really excited to have you here because there's been a new update to Bot Sentinel. And I was hoping we could share, you know, as, as this episode's talking about people being inauthentic online and people sharing bad information and, and all the different things that are going on with just trying to get to the truth and do a single source of truth, uh, that you could talk through kind of, you know, what's been going on with Bot Sentinel for the last, uh, well, since we talked, but more importantly, what this new update's all about. Right. Yeah, I would love to. Um, okay. So uh, let's, let's, let's go back a bit. So roughly six months ago, give or take, um, maybe a little bit more than that, but we started noticing um, certain accounts um, that are on the left that were doing things that mirrored 
accounts that we were tracking for for years, you know, QAnon accounts, MAGA accounts, you know, know, accounts in Brazil, for example, uh, they they have the same patterns. They do the same things, Um, uh, you know, call them fingerprints or whatever the case may be. But uh, these accounts were behaving in such a way that concerned us. Uh, so my company, about Signal, it's not just about machine learning and you know AI and all that stuff. You know, we actually have human sources, just like you know any news outlet, and we have people that contact us and give us tips. Um, so we were looking into this activity, and we were receiving tips here and there from people, and we started noticing a increase and inauthentic inauthentic activity related to, you know, left accounts, accounts that are, you know, pretending to be socialists or, you know, Marxists or whatever. Um, So we, you know, we knew that this was going to be a problem, you know, going down the line. And many of these accounts were, basically coming up um, under bot signal as, you know, normal or satisfactory and, and they were not. Um, so when you try to explain this to people, you know, and, and do it in layman's terms of how bot signal works and you explain that, okay, it has to be trained. It, it has to learn. It has to understand what to look for. And when bot signal was, was trained, it was really trained to look for accounts that are breaking Twitter's rules. And that was pretty much like the baseline. And I think we talked about that the last time I was on your, your podcast. Well, obviously the bad guys are getting smarter. They understand, okay, we have to do things in such a way that we're technically not breaking Twitter rules, but we are manipulating conversations. We are putting disinformation out in a way that we can fly under the, the uh, radar and not you know, catch the attention of Twitter or catch the attention of Botson or you know, one of the other uh, tools that are out there. Um, so we, we we knew early on if we were to tackle this problem, um, we would have to change certain things. And by doing so, it would probably piss off uh, quite a few people. And, and it did. Um, so when we released the new class, uh, classification model and classifier, um, you know, I warned everyone that their scores were going to increase for a bit, including my own. My, my, I think I went up like 10 points or something like that. And I let everyone know this because I knew what we were going to face. I, I, I knew by you know, changing the system up a bit and improving it and uh, training bot signals to look for things that it wasn't looking for before, um, there was going to be some overlap. Because many of these accounts overlap with you know, legitimate you know, leftist accounts or you know, whatever you want to call them, far left, you know, whatever terminology. Um, so there is some overlap. Um, so you have to train the model. You have to teach bots to, you know, those different nuances and stuff like that. And it's, it's not easy. It really isn't. And, the, and as I've always been honest and said, there's going to be false positives and there's going to be false negatives. Um, but we knew once we had it out in the wild, we can quickly uh, learn and Botsuna will quickly learn. And, you know, things adjust, things normalize and people's scores go down and some people's scores go up. 
Um, it's always been this way, and it was built to be this way. Scores go up. You know, you're 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 you know, in more heated discussions. You're doing things that really is breaking Twitter's you know rules or terms of service or whatever, and your score goes up. You calm down. You know, you pull it back a bit, and your score goes down. I mean, that's the way it was intended to work. So we launched this this you know update. And all of a sudden, we get these accounts that are like, "Oh, you're targeting leftists. Uh, you know, you, this is a far, this is this is a far left attack. Um, you know, you're a centrist or you're a MAGA." I saw, I saw the Biden like you're a DNC operative. I saw. Yeah. That. I think, I think one of the things, and, and this is something that you know, I've been using, I've been using Bot Sentinel for a while. Full disclosure, and and uh, and have donated to Chris, and I think it's a good tool. And I think one of the things that it does is it allows you to, because as you're in social media, look, you go into it with good intentions. You're like, hey, I feel a certain way. I've done my research. I know X, Y, and Z, whatever. And you go in and you want to have conversations with people. Sometimes you want to educate. Sometimes you want to learn, right? There's different reasons why people use social. And unfortunately, there are bad actors that are out there. And that is not just a... That's not just a right-wing statement. It's also happens on the left. I saw it during the last election cycle. There were certain candidates who were the beneficiaries of amplification by bad actors. Now, why is that? Well, what, what is it that, that the non-US, and, and again, not that the US hasn't done this to other countries, but what is it that these non-US entities want? They want chaos. They want people to argue and they want chaos. So as you've pointed out with some bad actors on the, on the left is that they've flipped, they've, they've changed who they're for. They've changed their tone. They've changed, you know, and it happens overnight. Well, you do a little bit of digging and you find out, Oh, wow, they're actually being paid to tweet and they're being paid to switch their point of view. Now, if you're an average user who doesn't understand that or doesn't follow that, you're like, Oh, well, the person that I've been taking information from now is tweeting shitty things about Biden or whomever it might be. And so, what they don't understand as an end user is that they're being manipulated and that they are being fed bullshit or propaganda or whatever it might be. So just for those listening, it happens on both sides. It is not a one-sided issue. And I can obviously see when it, when, when a lot of disinformation was being pushed, obviously look at, you know, Trump's account being suspended. Now it's really funny how a lot of that activity seems to have died down and now it's pushing right. for, it feels like it's pushing for Biden's not going far left enough and right. all, right. So all that stuff. So that was just a quick, for those who oh. don't know, that's how this, that's how we got to this point. It's, it didn't happen by accident. This is all programmed. Like people do this on purpose. Exactly. And that is exactly where we, where we are with this because when uh, Trump basically was deplatformed, many of these accounts um, they 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 morphed. They they morphed into different things. Um, and I don't know why people don't understand. Um, they're they're okay. So when you're online, and I always try to when I talk about this stuff, try to talk about it in a way that um, you know the average listener or the average person. Um, you know, whether it's a podcast or TV or whatever, can grasp. So if you have people out there, like you said, foreign entities or even domestic, um, trying to persuade people not to vote for a certain candidate, the best way to do that is to do it from the inside, a Trojan horse. 
So you create this persona of, hey, you know, I'm a Democrat, you know, I'm for Medicare for all, I'm for, you know, Black Lives Matter, I'm for this, that, and the third, and you get all these people following you, you get all these people believing in you, and then you start slowly saying other things that's contrary to what you were originally saying. Um, and, and, and these are legitimate people. These are people that you can see videos of, that they exist, but they know exactly what they're doing. But then you have the other accounts that are used to amplify these people. And some of these accounts can be foreign. Some of them also can be domestic. And when you have you know, this network of accounts feeding off of each other, you have the innocent people who have no clue what's going on caught in the middle. So when they see our program or you know, a website like um, Bot Sentinel starting to tag their friends as disruptive or problematic. They're like, hey, wait a minute, they're after all of us. And not understanding, no, we're not after all of you guys. We're just after the folks who are doing this stuff. And if you're you know, getting labeled as this, it's one, it could be a false positive, obviously, or two, you are engaging in this activity as well. And you just feel because, you know, you're doing it for the right reason or the right causes. Well, you're not breaking Twitter's rules, but no, you are. If you are targeting someone and you're harassing them and you're saying you're this and you're that and the third, and you're constantly doing this, that's targeted harassment, especially if you're doing it with others and you're coordinating this, this, this messaging. Um, so that's what Botson was built for. It wasn't built to just go after MAGA or, you know, QAnon or, uh, Nazis or whatever. It was built to combat disinformation and targeted harassment, period, no matter who's doing it. Um, so we we released this, and obviously there are accounts that were, you know, rated normal before, satisfactory, shot up overnight. Um, some accounts legitimately were supposed to shoot up, shoot up, excuse me, and some were not. And we knew after a few days, you know, it takes roughly seven days or so for things to once again normalize. And but days after, literally days after going live, because this is the beauty, and not because I designed Bot Sentinel, and I, I don't want to make it sound like I'm tooting my own horn, because some of this was was by accident. But by allowing people to see which accounts are disruptive and problematic, it makes it easier for them to report these accounts because that's what Twitter depends on. Twitter depends on people to report accounts. Um, you know, we always talk about Twitter not doing enough, but also people have to understand we're talking about hundreds of millions of accounts that are interacting. No company can do it alone. So when you have individuals, you know, have someone let's say rated problematic and, you know, you're just on there just trying to engage with people, trying to, you know, uh, get your views out there and, and, and have a legitimate discussion. And you see someone come in with this, this craziness and you're like, oh yeah, bot symbols rating them disruptive or problematic. I'm going to report this account. Now, just because an account is reported doesn't mean it's going to automatically get suspended. We know this for a fact that we report accounts all the time and they don't get suspended because, you know, maybe they're not breaking the rules the way we think they are. But the vast majority of accounts that are rated problematic do eventually get suspended. Um, that, that's just fact. We have the data to prove it. Um, anyone with internet access can go and look at the different accounts that are getting suspended, and you, could, you know anyone can see that. Um, and that's what started happening. Uh, these accounts that were going under the wire, people 
who are legitimate, who really want to see the platform get cleaned up, started reporting the, the accounts and they started getting suspended. Accounts that were claiming, oh, you know, this is bogus, Fox Signal's a scam. Two days later, they're gone, they're suspended. Um, and look, I, 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 I would be a liar if I, if I told you I don't take pleasure in this because I do. I'm going to be very upfront and honest and I know I'm about to piss <laughs> off a bunch of people, but I do take pleasure in this. And I take pleasure in it because I love my country. And I have watched my country get split to the point where we can't even agree, okay? We can't even agree on simple truths that one six, for example, happened and it was, you know, it started because of Trump and his supporters. You know, you have people talking about it was Antifa or Black Lives Matter, or it was a tour group or and all this other nonsense. And this stuff is stemming from social media platforms, not just Twitter, you know, Facebook and Instagram and all these other platforms. So when we, every time that we get a, an account taken off because it was doing something wrong, I take great pleasure and I'm pissing people off and I will continue to piss people off. And that's what they don't seem to understand. You know, I have very thick skin, contrary to what they, you know, they say, oh, he has thin skin and stuff. No, you have to have thin, um, thick skin, excuse me, to do this. And I had a lot of training with the MAGA and the QAnon because, you know, they doxed me, which I didn't care. Uh, the same type of attacks that they're, you know, these accounts, these quote unquote leftist accounts are doing now. QAnon did, you know, MAGA did uh, two years ago. So I, I already knew what to expect. But I, I can tell you the difference this time, uh, the difference this time uh, compared to the MAGA and the uh, QAnon um, is it, 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 it's, it's more, how, how can I put this? It's more intense in terms of the anger because uh, you can see, you can see that many of these accounts that are fake are pissed that they're they're being tracked now and they know once they're being tracked and if their account is suspended they have to start all over again and we have the the election that's coming up and this is the reason why we made the decision to do this to 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 do this now um because we had to get a head start um, we did the same thing with QAnon and MAGA, and we're doing the same thing with these left leftist accounts. And it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that we're still not tracking MAGA accounts or QAnon accounts and you know all the other accounts that we're tracking. It's just we are focusing on the immediate threat, and they are immediate threat. Well, and part of that you'd have to think just from a logical standpoint, given the turnout that happened for the last election. You would have to think, especially that Republicans are doing voter suppression tactics across many states, right. that they're also looking to divide the left. Right. That's that's their divide and conquer strategy that Trump started, you know, when he started running for office. Um, now they're just doing it too because they realize record turnout on the left. What should we do? Let's start chipping away at that and start creating more more doubt, more arguments, and 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 those things so it logically it makes sense because they've already got their base quote unquote on the right so that's right. not the part they're trying to go after now it's on the left and i noticed that you know i saw your email and i noticed that these people are now going onto the different to the app store and the google play right. and they're right. taking their frustrations out there which is you know again i'm looking at usernames alone 
um more than <laughs> many of the usernames leaving fake accounts are also fucking fake ghost fake surprise there so right what these right. people don't understand or what's you know sad about it is that you've got fake accounts reporting an app as being bad you don't think apple and google realize that you're a fake account like it's just stupidity across the board well, um well, well i was just going to say well here's the thing they, they don't really have much to go on um and 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 the good thing is we have a track record so there are people like you who are loyal to bot sentinel who believe in what we're doing um and, and, and that's what I tell my wife all the time. I'm like, look, I do this because I love doing it. And I do it because I know there are people who are depending on what we're doing. And I have a team of people who are dedicated to this. Um, and we are dedicated to trying to mitigate what's happening on, you know, at least on Twitter. And we're, you know, we're looking at branching out to go into like Reddit and other platforms as well. But we focus so much on Twitter because it's just that, you know, you have journalists, you know, you have people who are influencers, you have so many different segments all in one spot who can really interact with each. I mean, think about it, you know, Facebook, yes, you know, you follow your friends and, and, and family and stuff like that. But on Twitter, you can actually interact with a journalist and they respond back and say, hey, you know, it's it's very hard to do that on other platforms. Twitter makes it very easy. And because of that, it also makes it easier to manipulate things, to manipulate the news and manipulate conversations. Um, so that being said, uh, yeah, the these people that are going on these platforms and leaving the bad reviews, and once again, we've been down this road before uh, where you know we were mass reported or people would just you know just give it one star or whatever, and we will weather the storm. We're not going anywhere. There's nothing they're going to be able to do. They're not going to get us removed from the, the app stores. They're not going to get Twitter to ban us. They're not going to be able to stop what we're doing. So the, the best thing they can do is just try to, you know, get whatever it is they're, they're trying to get out before they get suspended, because eventually they're going to get suspended. Um, and, and that's it. And, I, you know, I, like I told you, I take great pleasure in doing this. And I, I can be a troll, too, when I want to be a troll. <laughs> and, and I did it today. You know, I don't have to tweet out the names of the accounts uh, that are getting suspended, but I'm doing that because I want the others to know you're not you're not safe. You've been pushing this disinformation out. You are attacking candidates and saying things that are just not accurate. Um, and they're doing all these things in hopes of what you just said to divide the Democrats, to, you know, to chip away at that vote. And if you are, let's say you're a candidate and you're in a very close race, when we saw this multiple times in 2020, um, and we saw this in 2018, where it's literally just a few hundred votes and you have a certain account, certain large accounts pushing this stuff, it could mean the difference literally between our democracy and something far worse um, that, you know, a path that we don't want to go down. And, and, and that's the game that they're playing where, you know, we, we are in between a life and death situation here. And what happened on one six is not over. So, you know, I, I can't go out every day in the street and march. I know I, 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 you know, I, I'm not the, the, the Black Lives Matter protester with signs and stuff like that. I try to use the skills that I have uh, to, to make change. And the only things that I can do is donate, you know, to certain candidates 
and this right here. And this is my way of contributing to the cause. Um, so I, I'm sorry for being for for being long winded. The the, the last thing I I, I want to say to you know to the people who are listening to the people who are on the fence, um, you know I am considered a progressive. You know, like I said, I donated to AOC. Um, you know, I, I donate to Iron Stash. I, I donated to so many progressive candidates because I believe in you know cheaper you know, health care for for people or free health care for people and you know a, a, a working wage and all that stuff. Like you know, I believe people should get paid for the work that they do, and I think there should be you know a, forget about fifteen dollars. I think it should be twenty five dollars. Like I, I and I and I do believe companies can afford it. You know, when you're paying these CEOs millions and millions and millions of dollars, for what reason? You know, I get the argument, oh, you know, why do you pay like LeBron James all the money? Because, you know, they are attracting the, the fans, you know, they are, they are actually doing something. How many people are like, I'm going to buy this product because, oh, this is the CEO of the company? No, you know, you may get investors would invest in the company because of the CEO, but most people have no clue who the CEO is of a company when they purchase a product. So why not give that money or the bulk of that money to the employees? Because they will then go and they will buy stuff. You know, if I'm all of a sudden going from $10 an hour to $25 an hour, I'm going to buy something. I'm going to buy a house. I'm buying. You know, so I believe in all those things that, you know, these, a lot of these legitimate accounts are pushing. But the other bad actors, you know, they're out there pushing this stuff that's like, like really crazy, like Democrats and Republicans are the same thing. No, they're not. <laughs> they are not. Yes, you have like the Joe Manchins and the, you know, the, 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 the cinemas and stuff like that. Yes, there's bad apples in every, in, in every bunch. But Democrats are not trying to take over the government with a deadly insurrection. Democrats are not you know, trying to suppress the vote and trying to stop black folks from voting and, and other people of color from voting. That's what Republicans are doing. So you cannot say they're the same. Um, so I want people that are on the fence to understand Bot Sentinel is not some political, you know, group that's targeting one group or the, we're, we're just not, you know, I, I can't be everything, you know, I can't be the boogeyman against conservatives and the boogeyman against the far left and the boogeyman against interests and all this other craziness. We're just not. The algorithm wasn't designed that way. The algorithm was designed, the model was designed to go after accounts that are violating Twitter rules, period. If you're violating Twitter rules, then hey. Um, and, and one other thing that really pisses me off, I gotta be honest, um, and I, 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 you, you could probably hear the frustration in my voice. I hate it when people, uh, like they, they pull up an account, for example, of let's say like the I'm just using this for an example like the Ayatollah or something like some some really bad person like Matt Gates or something like that and they're like look look at his score yeah Bot Sentinel does not go out into the real world and and monitor what's happening in the real world so if someone is a shitty person in real life but then they go on Twitter and they're tweeting about cats and stuff like that. Bot Sentinel has no goddamn clue that this person is a shitty person in real life. <laughs> it wasn't, it, you know, it's not Skynet. It's not, it's not, it's, it's, it's monitoring your Twitter activity. That's it. So if, if I understand Matt Gates is not a, a nice person, I can understand Candace Owens is not the greatest person in the world, 
I get all of that. But if they're not constantly doing this stuff on Twitter, then unfortunately, bots, I'm sorry, that's that's outside a truck, but Botsino has no clue. Yep. So, so, so you know, you, you actually have people doing this, like, oh, you know, I'm really disruptive, but here's this really bad person and they're like, they're normal. Yeah, but they're not being bad on Twitter, unfortunately. So there, yeah. there's nothing we can do about that. So yeah, I, I'm sorry. No, no, I think it's I think it's important to designate that. And I think it's also important for anyone who's listening to check who you follow and check what it is. You know, if you're not watching that arc in their storyline change, if you're not catching that, that's on you. As, the, as an end user of Twitter, you may not be considered in real life you know, a troll or whatever it is. But if you've gotten sucked into the vortex of only sharing stuff from a person or a few people that you follow, and those people are bad actors or have changed their storyline over the months or years that you've been following them, then that's on you. As a as a as someone who follows like four thousand plus people on the app, I constantly am looking to see, you know, what are they sharing? Is it violating terms of service or not? And and are they consistent with what they're saying and how they behave on here? And so sure. there's, it's not as much as like, it's, I'll say this, it's always easiest to point a finger at something else and say, well, that's why this is the reason why can't be me. When in fact, if your score went significantly higher, maybe just look at who you follow and watch what they've been tweeting out and how their narrative has changed. I've seen it personally. I've seen tons of people calling out saying, you know, I had people adding me saying, right. Oh, well, it's been a month. Why didn't Biden fix this? <laughs> yeah, you're right. You just answered your own fucking question. It's been a month. Like, what did you do? What significant change did you make in your life in the last month? None. You're talking about change, writing a ship that was full with poison rats. And now you're trying to figure out all the different problems that were left behind for you and then have an organization in place and, and people in place that can address those problems and change things. It doesn't happen overnight. This, that's, what, that's probably one of my biggest complaints about Twitter is like, because I can tweet about it right now, why didn't change happen right now? That's not how life works. That's not right. how life works. But I, I appreciate that you came on to explain this because like I said, I've been watching people you know, shit on, on the change and, and all those things. And like you said, it will normalize. But one thing those people who are upset about can do is check your sources, make sure the people you're following didn't change their narrative all of a sudden to start pushing you into this more divisive thing. And if you truly believe in a party, in a cause, in a whatever, my advice would be get off Twitter and go get involved in it in real life. But right. beyond that, beyond that, check your sources, people. That's the best. That's my best advice for anybody <laughs> on here. Check your sources. <laughs> no, I, I, absolutely. So I, I, I appreciate you having me on to go on my rant a bit. Um, and, you know, and I really don't have much else to say on, on this topic because it's, look, this will go live and people will listen to it and they will still come away asking the same questions. Yep. You know, I did a whole thread, a whole thread and explained because one of the things my wife told me like look you got it sometimes explain things to people in a way that they understand and that's what I try to do and I said that early on in the uh, podcast but also 
you know, she's like, you know, you have this thing, like, look, just take my word for it. And she said, you know, that's, you, you got to work on that. I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm going to do a thread. I'm going to explain why everyone's score, you know, jumped up or not, not everyone, because there were people whose scores did decrease. Um, but, you know, why the majority of folks scores increased, including mine, and, you know, why it will normalize over time, why some will not, so forth. And, you know, and I went into pretty good details about this. And then I still had people asking the same question, well, why did my score increase? I just literally explained that in the thread. Now, these are people, and, I, and look, there are some people that just, for whatever reason, don't read threads or they just can't grasp. But there are other people out there, and these are the accounts that I'm talking about, that are legitimately doing this because they're trying to make bot signal lose credibility. And like I said, I've, I, I spend close to 12 hours a day looking at this stuff, sometimes six days a week. I try to take Sundays off. And I see this all the time where I, I, someone else will answer a question and give details and they still ask the same question because they're trying to get bots and lose credibility. And I, I guarantee if this would have happened when we first launched, it probably would have succeeded because then most people would be like, oh, hell with this, man. I don't trust this app. But because BotSignal has three, you know, a three-year track record and people are comfortable using it, comfortable with us, and when we say we're going to do X, Y, and Z, that we do do it, they're like, okay, well, we're going to give it a chance. Yeah, my score went up, but Christopher says it's going to go down, and this is the reason why it went up. So I'm going to give it a week or two. I'm going to see what's going to happen. And that's for, for us, that's where we're lucky because we 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 have the faith of the community and they trust us and we're not trying to break that. So that's why I, you know, I took my wife's advice and was like, okay, let me explain a little bit better why it went up. Um, I'm not, I, I gotta be really honest with you, and I really don't give a shit. I'm not trying to convince the people out there who have no clue what the hell bot symbol is or have no clue what we're trying to do. I am just trying to take care of the people. Who have been supporting us for the long, you know, longest time, and make those people understand, you know, the actual bot signal community, people that stood by us through thick and thin, not the jackasses out there that's trying to manipulate, you know, conversations, or you know, the people that are just too blind to see what's happening. So, I mean, it, it, you know, as as the former president said, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, Christopher, I appreciate you coming on. And, uh, and explaining all this because it has to be said. And for some people, it needs to be repeated until they truly understand it. And like you said, for the bad actors, they never will. But for those of us who've been using the app and using your plugin and, and believe in it because it has worked for us, uh, you know, we're gonna keep supporting you. So again, thank you for coming on and for explaining all this stuff. Thank you, David. Thank you for having me on. Talk soon. All right, thanks. Thank you for listening to another episode of the David Binkowski podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at dbinkowski and the show at TDBP official. Uh, Christopher is C Bowsey, B-O-U-Z-Y. Bot Sentinel is at Bot Sentinel. And if you like this podcast, please go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. And we'll see you next time.